Good morning. My name is Russ Lynch. I'm a director at Powers Court and welcome to the latest edition of our Friday Fix podcast. This week, I'm delighted to be joined by my ex-boss, Jim Armitage, the business editor of the Sunday Times, who's here to talk about politics and business over breakfast. Morning, Jim. Morning, Russ. Well, it's been a uh, quiet news period for uh, politics and business. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we just... had to rip up our pages th- about three times last week. Excellent work. Just wondering, like, what's it what's it like at the front line at the moment? What 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 what, what, what does the business world make of all of this political turmoil? Uh, <laughs> well, it changes by the day. Well, certainly last week it was changing so quickly, um, which is why we were constantly having to change what we were doing in the paper. As journalists, it's uh, it's hugely exciting and um, uh, bracing and invigorating when you get such dramatic events happening but in business it's um, it's not so much exciting as as concerning as the old adage goes it's it's uncertainty is the one thing that business hates the most when you've got to make long-term investment decisions and planning ahead with sometimes multi-million pound budgets and capex to, to think about so the short-term instability is is kind of pretty unpopular to be honest but but the general theme that, that we've been picking up talking to CEOs is that businesses are looking through the short-term instability that we've got at the moment to long-term, hopefully getting a, a reputable, dependable administration that listens to business, that plans and is less uh, erratic than the um, administration <laughs> we've had for the last few years. Are they relieved that the era of F-business is coming to an end? Do you yeah. think they might get some sensible uh, policies? I think there is, and that it's, it's funny, isn't it, how resonant that expression is. The only reason that it is still so resonant years after Boris said it is because there is so much of a sense that that is how the government views business possibly not as antagonistically as it did at the time of that sort of Brexit um, sort of hysteria when Boris said that, but it's just the fact that they don't consider business, they don't really think about planning the economy with the support of business, and that has really upset CEOs, I think, and um, the hope is obviously that we get somebody who's a bit more sensible now. Well, that's it. I mean, obviously, we're speaking well in advance of the final two, so obviously there's inevitably a bit of uncertainty about what we're saying. But, I mean, some of the more sensible policies, I mean, you, you've had Jeremy Hunt, for example, talking about cutting business rates. And I know from my previous experience as a journalist, a lot of chief executives were always much more exercised about business rate cuts than they were about corporation tax cuts. But everyone seems to be leaping on a corporation tax bandwagon as well. I mean, is, is, there, is, is there any sort of coherency or consistency there or is it just a simple cut all taxes because we're conservative yeah again that depends who you talk to that that the issue of tax is um, is quite divisive nobody likes paying high taxes and businesses are in for a period of low growth uh, we've got probably a recession coming along the prospect of having your taxes cut obviously sounds great but a lot of people also don't want to have an unstable economic uh, condition of the UK economy longer term. When you think about the impact that's having on, on the pound, for example, irresponsible fiscal behaviour is in nobody's interests long term. Mm. So uh, some CEOs concentrate more on that. Some CEOs say, we just need tax cuts. Yeah. It's not like a, a homogenous view on that one at all. 
Well, this is the, the, the Rishi argument is sort of we, we don't believe in fairy tales and you know, we, we, we must cut uh, taxes, but not yet. But unfortunately, that doesn't quite play to the, uh, to the electorate of Tory MPs plus 200,000 Tory members at the moment, does it? I mean, that's yeah, a I, I think it's, the, it's a really good point that, Russ. I, th I think in the, the back benches, I don't know why, it seems to be expounded primarily by the sort of ERG contingent that you cut taxes to rebuild the public finances. I think that it's just a really, it's very dangerous, you know. I mean, if it doesn't work, then we have a massive increase in spending and no economic growth to pay for it and you know it's just an irresponsible way to run to run a government and Rishi was always more realistic about that and I, I, I think again the, the, the business community is probably about as divided as the Tory party is at the moment and um, I, I do think that Rishi was predominantly pretty well regarded and pretty well respected for the way that he handled the um, you know fiscal response to COVID. Just one last one for me, I mean just on business in general and the way that business talks about policies. I remember as a journalist, you know, the pool of CEO type level people who are willing to talk about politics on the record always seem to be vanishingly small. Um, I think that there's, there's a fear that people get their head shot off if they, if they put their heads above the parapet. Would you like to see a bit more political engagement from business leaders, like actually getting involved and just saying what they think at times like this when things are turbulent, as it were? Yeah, definitely. We did a spread on Sunday, which basically we spoke to, I don't know, a dozen or more chief executives and chairmen, and I think we got one or two on the record it's kind of frustrating but I think the reasons that people who are running businesses don't want to be on the record on political issues is that they don't want to piss off their customers frankly and I, and I, I totally 100% get that I can see why they don't you know they don't want to take a partisan stance it's frustrating as a journalist but I, I kind of get it I hope that readers get that when we have anonymous sources he said she said on condition of anonymity, you know, as we put it in the paper, that, that, that the readers understand that those people who are telling us what they really think off the record are FTSE 100 CEOs and chairmen and, you know, hopefully people get that. But, you know, readers get really frustrated by unnamed quotes um, and you can see why there's a lot of distrust about journalism and media around. There's a lot of fake news, you know, the sort of trend of fake news and suspicion of of what journalists write, that, that people say, oh, he's just made that quote up. So mm. that's that's why we want more people to go on the record with their quotes, because for that sort of trust reason. Like I say, I'm hoping that with the, the strength of the Sunday Times, that a reputation for good journalism, that, uh, that the readers get it. Here, here. Thanks very much, Jim Armitage.